Hi, welcome to another episode of Sisters Gone Platinum with your hosts, Rena and Vicky, where if you're looking to be inspired, entertained, and encouraged, you've reached the right place. Pull up a seat. We got you, sis. Today's episode is brought to you by Exclusive Services by My Girls, your premier destination for top-notch house cleaning, handyman, and organizational services. Exclusive Services by My Girls isn't just a cleaning service, it's a commitment to excellence. Their team of experts go above and beyond to ensure your space is not just clean, but a sanctuary you look forward to coming home to. Whether you're a busy professional or someone who values their time, Exclusive Services by My Girls understands your needs and delivers exceptional cleaning tailored just for you. A huge thank you to Exclusive Services by My Girls for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Gone Platinum. I'm your host, Rena, along with her sister, Vicky. (laughs) Yes, my sister, Vicky. Her sister, Vicky. I'm out of breath. <laughs> so it happens when you go running uh, or bouncing or, per- or pretend to run. <laughs> <laughs> little stinker hey um so how was your week it was awesome uneventful been missing you though well that's good to hear it's been nice to get to hang out too. no shush <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think how was my weekend i have just been busy this whole podcasting has been so much fun and i'm having a blast listening and re-listening to some of our episodes and i'm a little bit sad because we have so much juicy content that we've had to eliminate some of it because they're so long Mm -hmm. but oh well i'm sure i'll come back around yeah but that nothing else new nothing nothing you can make fun of me about no just uh, not in public no well i have a story (laughs) to tell Oh, no. So, and this really happened. Oh, no. I'm already not liking it just by the look on your face. Oh, my gosh. So, for those of you that know me, know that I I own a Mustang vehicle. I believe it's called a Night Pony Mustang, 2004, I think. Anyways, I own a Mustang and I'm a blonde, obviously, and I get some some attention from the car. And this one one morning, I had some business I needed to take care of, and I decided that I was going to drive by and check in on my daughter. So, um, <laughs> let me back up a little bit. So I'd had, oh, let me think, how long ago? Like two years ago, I went and got that, I think it's called bifocal surgery. So I went and had one of my eyes lasered, fixed, mm-hmm. so that I could read. So because, okay. so they, so for, in order for them to do that, they send you home with contacts, and you, in one eye, you put a contact that, that makes your focus close, and then the other one, it's like for nearsighted and farsighted. Okay. And usually people will get a little bit sick when they put them on those trials, like okay. car sick. So they test and see if you're a candidate for the, the surgery, which I was. So I went in and I got my eye fixed. and Just the one eye? The one eye. So okay. one eye I can read with, and then the other one I can see far. Okay. And it works great. So it's been a couple of years since I've had that surgery. But since that surgery, my perception's like different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell you. It's really interesting, but... It's nothing that causes me to be car sick or, or really... I've, I'm so used to it now, I don't even notice it. Anyway, so this, this particular morning, I'm driving down to see my grandkids. And the sun has just has been up or just getting up. I mean, it's like the sun is all the way up and shining bright, and I'm driving into the sunrise. Mm-hmm. So I put my glasses on. <laughs> so I'm driving, and I'm used to this attention, sis. I'm driving, and 
I come up to one stop sign and to my to my left is a turning lane and a car pulls up and it's like a it's like a crossover vehicle, whatever. And I notice there's two people in the car and I turn my head and I look at them and I'm thinking, that's right, I'm driving my Mustang, I smile. <laughs> I turn right back and, and we drive to the next stop sign and I look over and at this point, <laughs> there's a, I think she's driving her kid to school, so he looks like he's 14. He's sitting in the passenger seat and he kind of just edges forward a little bit, edges a little further. He turns and he looks at me and then he smiles. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and just smiling. Yep, this old lady owns this nice car. This big, tall, beautiful blonde. They can't tell how tall I am, but I definitely tell I'm big and I'm in this, and I'm old, and I'm in this beautiful hot rod car. Okay. Excuse me. So that's over. They go. They, he looks over at his mom, and they look, and they're smiling. And I think nothing of it. At this point, I'm driving, and we're driving along, and now I'm side by side with another truck, and there's a young, uh, there's a man in it. And we pull up, and he's looking over at me, and then I turn and turn my head and look at him, and I smile like that's right, like almost like normally, you know, when someone's looking at you, you pretend like you didn't see them looking at you. Uh-huh, but yes. for whatever reason, the car gets so much attention, I just look at people and smile. Yeah, this old lady owns it. So I turn and look at him, and I smile, and he looks straight at me. <laughs> And he smiles, okay? I think, okay, no big deal. So I drive some more. At this point, we get to a stop sign, and I turn and look at him again. He's looking at me, and he has his his, uh, left hand on the steering wheel, and he's looking over, and then he he stares for a while, and then pretty soon he starts smirking, and then he smiles, and he smiles bigger. And I'm just looking right at him, smiling, like... (laughs) Okay, maybe he's flirting with me. You know, you never know. know. (laughs) I'm flirtable material. Right. So that's that. He takes off, goes on his way. I get to my my grandkids' home. Park my car. I get out. I go up up to my my daughter's home. I just open the door unannounced. And the kids come running to me. Grandma, grandma, like they always do. And I have a granddaughter. She is like six. And she throws her arms around me. And she looks up at me. And she says, Grandma, why do you look like that? And I look down at her. I think, oh, heck, you know, I look really nice. I have no idea. And I go, like, what, sweetheart? She says, Grandma, you look like a pirate. Like a pirate? <laughs> I think, a pirate? So I reach my hand. She goes, yeah. She points up. I reach up. The lens of my glasses for the one eye that had gotten fixed was gone. No way. So I only had one lens on my glasses. <laughs> and my right eye lens of the glasses, sunglasses, was gone. Can you imagine what that poor man was thinking? What everybody was thinking. And these are like those big Hollywood glasses, so they're oh big. I mean, I think my eyebrows were showing through it, part of my cheekbone. So... <laughs> And I was so embarrassed, like, what? I go up and I touch it, and there's my eyeball, you know? It's like, I take it off my glasses. It's missing the lens. I start laughing my butt off. Oh, my goodness. My grandkids don't even think it's as funny as I think it is, but I'm back thinking about my travels that morning and all the attention that I (laughs) got. All the looks. I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed that I was just so confident looking over at at this gentleman. Like, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. It's me. I hope, pirate. All righty, matey. <laughs> matey, it's right. He wants to matey me. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I was so embarrassed. I, to this day, I wonder what are the stories they're telling people. And what's so funny, sis, 
I didn't just look straight ahead, and there it was obvious they were glasses. It's not like someone has some a damage patch. to their eye. No, these were glasses missing the lens. And that's what they're trying to figure out. Like, oh, does she have a patch? Oh, she has a patch. Oh, wait, no, those are glasses. I'm looking at them with it. Anyways, it was, it was so funny. That's the price of the story. The joke is on me, but that was funny. Yeah. Grandma, are you a pirate? Why you, why you look like that? Yeah. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Anyways. And that's a good story. Yeah. That is a good story. So our topic for today is our birthmarks. Mm, so good one. being that this is an audio, most of you don't know, but Victoria or Vicky and myself, we both have birthmarks. I think we're the only sisters that have birthmarks. I think so. Yeah. So I have a big birthmark on my right arm. It's pretty big. When I was little, my mom said that she dipped her thumb in coffee and then she put it on my arm. So when I was little, it was the size of her thumbprint. But now it's pretty big, but it does look like a thumbprint. And then um, Vicky has a birthmark on her face. You can tell about yours. A port wine um, birthmark on half of my, what is it, the left side of my face? (laughs) It's the left side. It's not quite half, though. I'd say it's one-fourth. Right. From it, your covers, cheek. it covers a great deal of my face. It's the top of her lip and then her cheekbone. Mm-hmm. And up. up to my forehead. It actually goes up into my hair, but mm. you can't see that part. Anyway, so the reason we picked birthmarks, or why did we pick birthmarks? You tell. Ah, well, obviously, because it's a huge, ginormous, at least part of my life and creating who I am and how I am and why I think and do and whatever all that I do. It, it has a big part of it. Um, it helped build me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell tell everybody a little bit about it? Um, so we figured uh, ours was very obvious. Our uh, what do you call it? Our flaw or our imperfections or um, what this world might consider a, a drawback or a, a Probably a negative. It could be used as a negative. Um, But it could be, it also, you could apply, I think, the same feeling to any um, failings or limitations or deficiencies you might feel, um, any weakness or uh, vices or or anything else. You could apply, I think, the same principles we applied to our birthmarks. And um, uh, when I was younger, I would tell myself all kinds of stories. I would, um, what my birthmark meant to me was, as I just, I was different. I wasn't like the others. I wasn't enough. I wasn't, I was not beautiful. I haven't considered myself beautiful until actually just lately. Because <laughs> right. I always, um, I knew I stood out. I knew I was different. And um, I see the, you know, you see the looks and you see the pretends you didn't see looks. And um, you just, you learn to navigate life differently. I'm sure everybody has, you know, their birthmark in quotations. (laughs) Yeah, but having something so visual, it's not to downplay it because definitely, obviously I'm, I'm your sister, so I don't notice it. And then when I do, I think, oh yeah, I forget that, right? But but when you're out in the world and, and this, it, our world so want to feel good, mm-hmm. don't want to impose, most people would get scared when they first see it because it's bright red. No, absolutely. So I feel like, like, like even mine, which mine is on my arm and I can cover that, it's a lot different than on, the, on your face. And 
for you to have it on your face. I, when do you when do you remember first even knowing you had a birthmark? I probably knew you had one before you did. Oh, absolutely. You, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I remember you're born. I, I don't remember learning that I had it. Honestly, that's an interesting question. I've never thought of when I noticed I had it. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. But um, so kind of the reason for our little topic is that we wanted to kind of be vulnerable and share what the truth about what this did for us when we were little and then kind of share, hopefully we can get it all in in this episode, how we um, first we we maybe suffered and avoided and, and hid and then later we accepted and then later we thrived and now it's just a big beautiful part of who we are mm-hmm. so um i was talking to to vicky the other day just and when we thought about this topic i said sis when when i was little dad would read from the bible or scripture or whatever it was and he would talk about the spotted lamb and how they were going to go make a sacrifice a burnt offering or whatever to to the lord you know these altars and they talk about all these things in the bible and it's how they paid homage or how they got forgiven for mm. the things they had done you know, I don't know if it was monthly, yearly, weekly, or how often they would do offer these burnt offerings to their God, right? And they had to offer an unblemished lamb. And Dad would really get into teaching us about being unblemished and not spotted. And they, they couldn't have no spots on him because then they weren't worthy. Oh, right. and, God, and, God, and God wouldn't accept him. Oh, he would wow. not accept that as an offering. So I was real little, and I believed that I was spotted. That's exactly what I called myself. <laughs> like I That's was, so sad. And How I was, old were you? I was probably like, I'm guessing I was eight or nine. So you were tiny. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm spotted. I'm not worthy. I'm one of the devil's children. Oh, my gosh. Because I had his mark, you know? Poor little Rena. I want to go hug that little <laughs> six-year-old. <laughs> Honestly, I believe that. So I would kind of hide the mark and not, and not to mention that I have one on my face kind of small but I still have one on my face which looks what I don't know it's red and it and it was I wasn't born with it but I received it from my father when I was two from being slapped so it kind of broke the veins in my in my eyes so I have like a birthmark on my face that one got a lot of attention because it's tiny but it it gets Mm -hmm. a lot of attention anyways so between those two not knowing when I I don't think I knew until I was 14 that dad had actually um hit me and caused that mark on my face I thought I was born with that so here I'm thinking the brown one on my arm and then the red one on my face which is tiny Mm -hmm. I can cover it up with makeup whatever I really just thought I was the devil's child and oh I believed goodness. I was going to go to hell. Always, always believed that I was just, you know, you, you tell yourself all these stories. And then not to mention that I'm really tall. So most Joneses are short. And here's a super tall daughter who didn't seem to fit in. Big chested at that, you know. In a little Mexican town with a bunch of little... No, you definitely stood out, I'm yeah, sure. A bunch of little Hispanic men were my options to date, and they all came up to my booze, which I'm sure they would have been happy with that. But <laughs> it was so hard. And you're, I just remember hunching over and trying, to, trying to hide. Trying to hide, and I felt like I was carrying the secret. I don't know why it came to me that it was a secret, but I was carrying the secret that I knew I was the devil's child. 
you know, that you're spotted and you're, you're not pure. So I wasn't pure. There was something wrong with me. And, and I would picture, <laughs> I picture God in heaven making me, you know, how they tell us these stories. And mm-hmm. I picture he'd get the dough and whatever, and he let some dust or something fall into the mixture and he didn't take it out. And now I'm stuck with the, <laughs> whatever that was on my arm. <laughs> anyway, so I felt like when I was young, I suffered somewhat, but um, I don't think near what you may have gone through, but struggled a little with it. And then as I got older, when I married the father of my kids, I wasn't allowed to wear sleeveless or short sleeves, so then I could hide it. So I hid it for a long time, but I still feel, felt deep inside that I was going to hell. Then the one on the, my face at that point, I knew dad had had caused it, so I didn't feel as bad, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, I kind of got to a point where I forgot about it, to be honest. And then through my faith and journey, I learned more about those rituals that don't apply to us to you know today and learned more about birthmarks and learned a little more about the whole thing and got to a point where I love my birthmark. Right. I forget I have it. And then when I see it, like, then the more I stare at my arm, do you ever like... What's an example? Like, say your name. You say your name, and then by the time you say your name, the fifth time or the tenth time, it sounds, sounds weird. really weird. Yeah. Like, that's um, my yeah. name. <laughs> that's how I feel when I look down at my birth. Like, that, that's mine? No, really? Yeah. Obviously, it's way bigger now because I'm a bigger girl than I was with a little, a little kid. But it always caused um, a little bit of pain when I was little. But, how, I mean, what would you like to share with that? Because I'm sure you've had some stories. Um. Obviously, my birthmark is a lot bigger, and it stands out more, and I cannot cover it because it's on my face, Um, but I think the feeling is exactly the same. That feeling of, excuse me, I'm going to (coughs) cough, that feeling that you are not good enough, you are not like everybody else, you're different. I don't ever remember feeling that I was a spotted lamb. (laughs) But but yeah, no, I never thought I was a devil's child. That's one of the gifts you got not being raised with dad. (laughs) That's true. Um, I did think I wasn't wasn't worthy. I wasn't as good as uh, those that didn't have a birthmark on their face. And um, through the years, I have learned to wear it and wear it proudly. Um, They asked me just the other day... uh, shoot about five days ago one of my kids said mom if there was a magic potion that you could take and your birthmark would be disappear would you take it and I had to be honest with them and said I don't know I don't know that I would right (laughs) I've got I know how to do life like this and I don't know what it would be like to not have it but um I feel like I've learned a lot a lot by having it, and I think I le- I may have learned it a little sooner than than the average person would have uh, learned it to just be um, a little bit outgoing, not only in spite of it but because of it. Um, uh, I guess the way I approach people, especially people I don't know, you can see the glance, right? They they and it's and it's it's. It's very uh, odd. Obvious. It's, it's odd. very obvious, and it's not something you see all the time on people's faces. And and I recognize that because I, I would look at somebody and I'd take a second take also because I'm not used to seeing it on other people. And then they get embarrassed because they looked away. So they look at you and they look away real quick to, to hide the shock. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the, their brains, the wheels turning, and they're like, well, they saw me look, and so now I have to pretend that everything's fine and it's normal, and I wasn't shocked. 
and I've had to take the first step and make them feel comfortable. You know what? I am fine. Usually it's with a big old smile or shake their hand or go give them a hug, depending on who it was. And just to set them at ease and let them know I'm okay with this. And your reaction is perfectly expected and normal. I would have the same reaction. And in fact, I did. I was going through the store not four years ago and there was this precious girl and she was in a wheelchair and she had some kind of a condition, but she had the exact birthmark, but on the opposite side. Hers was a little lighter. It was more of a pink instead of like a maroon. And I stopped and I just, I talked with her mom for a little bit and I told her how awesome her little girl was and to hopefully never make her feel like less. And anyway, she seemed like an amazing mom. Like that girl will have no problem with that. But I got a picture with her. And I love that picture. I keep it in my phone and I, I share it with my kids. Like I found somebody that has the same thing I do. And then coincidentally, about a year ago, I saw her again. And it was in a city that I, I don't live. And I just happened to visit. And then I went to a different city elsewhere, <laughs> two hours away. And I met her there in a store there also. And I went and I hugged the little girl. And, the, and she has some form of autism, I guess, where she can't control her hands. And I could tell she was trying to hug me. She just would put her hand on mine and kind of just lightly like punch it. Like she was trying to express love in the only way she could. But the look on her face was just priceless. Like mm. she recognized me and she would just look at me and kind of pound lightly on my arm. And I got another picture with her. It was so cute. And her mom just reached over and gave me this big old hug. And she said, thank you so much for seeking us out. She said, you easily could have just walked by and kind of pretended that all this does not exist. She said, please, anytime you see us, please, let's keep on getting these pictures. Aww. I thought that was so very sweet Aww. of her. What, what I like about the story or this topic is that, I mean, how we let people know that, I don't know, how can we give the, the example? Something along the line of letting people know that we're okay with them mm-hmm. not being okay yes. at the moment. Being shocked. You know, yes. Being shocked mm-hmm. or staring or it's okay, it's to be expected. Like, I feel like there's such a movement in our country on being different and being accepted. Obviously, there's some parts that I don't understand, but I'm, I know there's a beautiful model who has, what's it called? I want to call it alopecia or whatever it's called, but okay. but it's not. It's where the skin changes colors. All right. I don't know what it is. She, I think she's a black woman and she's going white. So a lot of places, she, her white skin is coming through, and it's very different than what you're used to seeing. And yet she's a beautiful girl, and 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 we just are cheering them on and encouraging them, and like you embrace who you are. And I mean, I just, as I go to talk about it, that's one of the things I have for you is like, I have five sisters, but I'm so proud of how you've embraced something that could have kept you prisoner, you know, as it is as women and perfectionists, we're really hard on ourselves. We're not thin enough. We're not fast enough. We don't make enough money. We don't, we don't, you know, a million of things that we put on ourselves, And then for you to have this, um, birthmark on your face and still to push past that like to me I feel like I'm just cheering you on and so proud of you and yet you're just doing everyday life normal things right and then when you think about like well why do I feel so excited when I see her going and embracing this and moving forward because I 
I know of, of course, because I'm your sister, but say I didn't know you, I can imagine the difficulties that you have to overcome. And with that frame of mind or the, that, with that thought, I feel like who else is going through something? Maybe they don't have the birthmark, mm-hmm. but they, and, and because it's not so easy for us to see, we don't take the time to cheer them on. Right. Like maybe making this podcast. Yeah. You know, getting out of our comfort zone, being goofy, doing the things. It's not normal for us. It's not what we normally do. And if any of you guys know where we come from and the colony we come from, we more than likely could get backlash. We could get, you know, who knows? Shunned. We could get shunned or we could get disowned maybe or laughed at, ridiculed. Our, our kids or could get, our kids could get <laughs> teased and told, oh, your mom's, your, your mom and your aunt yep. are these girls that are this way, the Hanson girls or whatever they, that's our maiden name. Our, no, it's not our maiden name. It's our mom's maiden name. But anyways, just little things that, that small towns, big families can do. And we're doing a podcast. It's not near anything to be compared to a birthmark, but still, like I don't know, I just the feel like the feeling is the same. Yeah, but I feel like Whether in my chest, I want to, I want to remember this feeling and cheer other people on, even if they're standing on stage and doing whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, showing up, doing all the things that they that we all do, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm so proud of you, and what makes me so proud of you is I can only imagine the work that you've done. You've married an amazing husband. That's for sure. There's uh, the four older sisters. We're, three of us are divorced. You're married still. You married an exceptional good man. You have beautiful children. They're the most loving kids, well-taught. You're just triumphant. In, in so many areas of your life. On top of that, you really put yourself out there. I forget you have the birthmark. That's I honestly my kids say all always the time. forget it. I can even see it. I'm looking at it and I can see it and I don't see it. Unless something <laughs> is said or if I catch, which I do it all the time, anybody else looking at you. Yeah. Then I catch it. Like, what are yeah. they looking at? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's her birthmark. I remember one time, sis, years ago when we were rekindling our relationship. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to even say this. How come I've always been vulnerable telling my stupid <laughs> shit and you never confess a darn thing? <laughs> Anyways, we just got through the pirate not too long ago. Now here I am again. But um, we were rekindling our relationship. And I was taking the opportunity to confide in my sister. I had never really confided in you as a woman. Okay. Like your big sister, we did stuff <laughs> and whatever you would talk to me about when you were little and then whatever, right? But never really just eye to eye equal and I'm confiding in you. And I'm trying to explain something to you. So, I don't know. I think I was single at the time and I'm tall, blonde, big chested. I wear, you know, five inch heels, big story whatever my story walk in I'm very confident I don't know why that's how I show up and I get lots of attention always have always will oh whatever anyway so I was it's so embarrassing to say just say so So I'm confiding and having a heart and heart to you and you're just listening well it's like you are right now (laughs) and you're like what I said well sis you know sometimes I just you know I'm so tall and I'm big chested and I think I'm beautiful, whatever. <laughs> Leave it to me. Anyways, whatever. And, you know, and everywhere I go, like, 
and people turn and look at me like, and, and I feel like I have to always be well adjusted. Nothing can be hanging out of my top. Nothing can be stuck to the bottom of my shoes. People are going to see it because they see me in the minute. And I just felt like, I just want to be me. I mean, you know, walking in and everybody's turning their head. Everybody's looking at me. Do you know what I mean, sis? Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> I don't remember this conversation. And then you look at me and you go, hello. <laughs> and you're I'm pointing so at your face. You're pointing to your face, and I look up at you. I swear, I wanted to slap my my face. <laughs> what the hell, Rena? And and I was just really telling you hard No, really, I feel like it was in Wisconsin, and I was really confiding in you, like. Not that I didn't like that people were turning and looking and noticing. I just felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure the zipper's up, the belt's on, everything's yeah. because you just don't know and you can't sneak into a building. They're not going to see you. And, and yep. there was just a pressure. Right. And, and I was confiding in <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of me. Do you know I mean, do you know that feels, sis? I mean, whatever. And I look at you and you go, hello. And you point to your face and I thought, Oh my gosh, sis, I am so sorry. I I didn't even notice it. Like I just don't notice it. But it was so cute. And then you so then you started telling me your experience with that. And I said, sis, I'm so sorry. I never ever <laughs> thought that you go through this. <laughs> yeah, sis, I always have to be, and I think it's so funny, it's similar. I always have to be the first one that says hello. I always yeah. have to set their mind always at ease. Putting their like it's yeah. okay. I saw you looking at me. It's fine. I'm okay with this, and I'm going to give you a second to be okay with it. (laughs) Yeah, but I still remember that day. When I think about it, I'm still embarrassed. Like, what? (laughs) What? What were you thinking? (laughs) I added the beautiful in there. I never said that. I just wanted to make it sound good. (laughs) But when I told her, it wasn't about that. It was more just the tension and and the stress I put on myself to, to... to just be, and I was falling apart a lot of the times. You know, I was raising those kids, building yeah. my business, scared half the time, and trying to put it all together. But anyways, it was so cute. <laughs> hey, you looked funny. at me. You go, yeah, I think I do get what you're saying. <laughs> and and I'm thinking she doesn't understand. She's married to the father of her kids. She's never had to, you know, come in there like I'm whatever. And it's like Rena, boy. Uh, I had an experience here not too long ago. Actually, five years ago ish. And I have my two-year-old baby on my hip, and I'm going through checkout at a store. And the the teller is mm-hmm. that what he called mm-hmm. the cash the cashier. Cashier. Um, he's he had a birthmark on his face too, just a tiny one. Almost looked like somebody punched him on his cheekbone type look. It was just probably the size of a I don't know as big as you can make a circle with your fingers. And um, he. He tells me, hey, birthmark cousins. And I was like, hey, you know, cool. I'm so glad you're proud of it and you don't try to hide it. And, you know, it's we, you find strength in it or whatever. And my little boy looks at me and he says, well, where's your birthmark, mom? And I was like, on my face, right here on my face. And he's, he's on my hip. He's almost touching my face. And he leans back and he goes, where and he's looking <laughs> my face up oh, and down oh my god where mom where he looks from the right to the left up and down under my chin and he's like mom where oh my god and i had to get his hand and put it on my face and said see this color on this side and this color on this side and he goes oh yeah and all of a sudden i could see the look on his face and the shock where he actually focused on it and saw it it was the weirdest feeling. I feel like I want to turn his head away from me because I'm like, I get that look from everybody else, not my own kid. <laughs> oh, my 
<laughs> it was so fun. How but it was precious. a fun learning experience. How precious. I do like to... It's not very often you see people with... This, they, they wear their birthmarks proudly. I see a lot of people and they try to cover it up. And um, some are, are hemangioma to where they have uh, skin cells or cells that kind of stack on top of each other and it gets kind of bumpy and, and it, it grows um, outwardly. Um, mine doesn't seem to do that, but you can you can see it. No matter how much makeup they put on, you can see, see the texture on their, mm-hmm. on their faces or wherever. And um, I've I tried to cover mine up once, and uh, it went green. And I, <laughs> and I thought I would rather have pretty pink than green on my face. <laughs> so I tried it that once, and I didn't I did not like how it felt. Uh, so I haven't covered it up. Of course, I probably used the most terrible makeup ever. Right. And nowadays they make such nice stuff. I probably could cover it up nice. But I've never really cared to. I kind of put a tiny bit of foundation on it just so it doesn't glare or, you know, glow, shine, just to kind of mat it out. But other than that, I don't, I, I like to wear it proudly most of the time. (laughs) I forget you have it. Now that we're talking about it, you're telling me, I think, oh yeah. I know. I saw the look in your face. Like looking like, oh yeah. So now I'm trying to see, well, is it, is it kind of raised? No. No, it's not raised up. Yeah. It's so, it's so. Believe it or not. I think we discovered this the other day that my birthmark is actually my picture side. <laughs> it is. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So we were trying to take a picture the other day for her, some stuff she was doing. And I thought, well, I'm going to, I wasn't trying to not get the birthmark, but I was going to try, I was trying to get this side of your face to yeah. be the one closest to the camera. Right. And then the birthmark would be a little bit further away. And I took how many? A lot. And not one of them looked like right. And I just moved over to the other side, took it. And boom, the first one we took. It yep. was so beautiful. And it's like, it's just who you are, sis. And you wear it so well. And it definitely is your picture side or your, what do they say, your photogenic side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's your better side is the side with your birthmark on it. It's kind of cute. But boy, uh, the interesting stories we have, the oh, things yeah. we've learned. One thing that has really, I just feel like, cemented um, an appreciation for my birthmark is, um, and I know it gets a little, you know, uh, spiritual or whatever, but uh, this belief, to me it's truth, that I am not a body with a soul. I am a soul with a body. This body is just the vehicle I use to get to experience this beautiful thing called life. Um, So I, I think this has been, my birthmark has been, uh, a real good kick in the butt to look inwardly and find my values there instead of just on the outside. Um, a lot of people will value themselves by only how they look. And I think that uh, evaluating what's in the inside is is super essential and very, very important. It's helped. It's I guess my birthmark has helped reach those truths um, a lot easier. <laughs> well, I'm sure I... I say this for a lot of people. You're absolutely gorgeous on the outside and the inside, sis. And to be honest, I, I don't know how I would handle it if you did take that, if you were able to remove that. I don't birthmark. either. I feel like... I, I don't would, know that I would do it. I feel like I would lose my sister. You probably wouldn't even notice. Yeah, I, well, if you start talking about it, I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd notice it or not, but I don't... I've never even thought how... 
If I would, mm-hmm. if I would, how would I? Maybe mean, it doesn't matter to me as long as you're happy. Yeah. But I just feel like it is so. Not only just because you have a red mark on your face, that, but just it's so much who you are. It's like a, it's a badge of honor. It's like you show up, you talk, so confident. I mean, we go everywhere. We love going to Vegas together. <laughs> we have a blast just doing so many things. I think not too long ago we were at um, we were up in the UP of Michigan at some little small restaurant. You had your hair up, and I had my hair up, and all of us sisters were together. And the waitress came in and told you that you looked and I looked a lot alike. Oh yeah, and I'm just thinking. How amazing! Because I see it. I yeah, see that you I and I do look a lot alike, and um, you can tell we're sisters at least. And, For sure. and I just feel like you're just with or without the birthmark. I feel like we resemble a lot mm-hmm. of each other, and For it's sure. not even about just the mark. It's just about how you carry yourself, how you how you laugh at the silly at my yeah. expense at the yeah. silliest jokes. Yep. Hey, but we're far from over in our podcast journey, so I'm going to get you on some really good ones. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to give you reason to. I just can't think of anything right now. I think um, it it comes down to what we were saying at the beginning, which the feeling is the same. Or I guess it was last uh, podcast we said the feeling is the same. Uh, You call your... what did I say? Birthmark is your height or your, the, the fact that you're, you're so tall and you're, you know, a very big presence. And I blame mine on my birthmark. And we've got to this place that we're talking about our friendship our with everybody, not just each other. Um, and our love for other people and our desire to make them feel at ease and let them know we're fine. I'm going to give you a minute to be fine with it. And then we can have this beautiful friendship. Um, so at the beginning we mentioned um, it could it could not be a very a, a birthmark was a very obvious way place to start with this but it can be any weakness or vice or insecurity or in where you somewhere where you feel insufficient it can um, um, it can not only be a birthmark it can be any any number of well what the world these, we're in is it can be a social difference that people see and call out because you say certain words before you say other words or you have an accent Mm -hmm. you know in the social world they have all and it's forever changing what's acceptable the lingo the presence oh we don't wear that anymore Mm -hmm. oh we don't do that anymore there's just so many things that can cause that same pressure of you kind of playing it small are not stepping into, you know, we call it your power as you hear right. in our episodes, but it's what we're really trying to say is step into the strength because you are the strongest, most beautiful version or aspect of yourself when you're stepping into all that you are. Right. And some of us have birth, birthmarks, some of us have um, accents, some of us just uh, small families, big families, some of us have things that we like to eat, do, create, be. I mean, there's so much to every single person on this earth. I don't think there's one that doesn't go through this. Even I was just sitting on a plane next to a lady the other day and, and after she found out a little bit about my story, she's 20 years older than me and she says, oh, not me. I lived a really normal life. Um, my parents had eight children. We lived out on a farm and I just got married and lived happily ever after. I had a very easy life compared to you. And I started thinking for a minute, it got me like, darn. And then after that, I thought, you know what? 
Who's to say what you called easy, I wouldn't have called a struggle. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that, that we haven't all had our own struggles? Maybe she's older now, she's overcome those obstacles, whatever they were. But I just feel like there's none of us get away from it. I mean, get a, none of us get to leave this life without having that challenge that makes us question who we are, why we are the way we are, and to seek to find out and get to know ourselves, and then to thrive and then share it with the world. And hold your head high. I, I and that's why we idea. call it Sisters Gone Plan. And we feel like we have yes. achieved that. Yes. But not only in spite of it, but because of it. Correct. Correct. And that's, and that's the beauty of it all, sis. And, I mean, we could go on and on about how this has molded us and shaped us. And I'm super proud of you. I wish I was where you are today when well, I was you your are, age. You but are you know exactly what? where I am. Yeah, you, <laughs> but, but you know what? Um, I'm maybe not where I used to be, but where I could be, but I sure the heck am not where I used to be. And um, I love, I love this journey. And you know, opening up conversation, talking about those things that are that are hard. Yeah, you know? they are. You know, being divorced, being an only parent, being a woman, it's hard. Yep. You know, I could go on and on talking about that. It's a whole different subject. But it it's such a beautiful time to just step into our power and reclaim it. And what is your power? You're at your highest strength when you're being authentic to who you are. I didn't choose to have size 10 feet. I never chose that. But I mm-hmm. have size 10 feet. And I do the best when it comes to walking, dancing, running, and anything else I need my feet for when I'm in a size 10 shoe. Right. That's that, regardless what society, yep. regardless what, you know, when I was in Mexico, they didn't make size 10 shoes. I suffered yeah. trying to fit into those, believe it or not, size 8s. That is the <laughs> truth, besides that little Not only in shoe size, emotionally trying to yeah. fit in a size 8 when that wasn't who you were. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm using it as a metaphor. Yeah. Like, it's when you step into your greatness, when you step into your strength, when you step into your power, that is when you become great. That is when you can run and not be weary. You can really show up in a way that serves you, and by serving you, it, it, best, it, it best opens serves up space. everybody around you. It opens you. up space for others, and yeah, I love that. I love that, sis. Well, it looks like we've come to the end to another great episode of Sisters Gone Platinum. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Mm, I think we about covered it. Yeah. So again, we thank you for joining us, and we appreciate your lending us your kitchen, car, or wherever else you may have been listening to our podcast. She gave me a look like, what are you thinking them for the kitchen? <laughs> maybe you should thank them for lending us their ears. <laughs> their ears, lending us your ears, and yeah. Yeah, you just erase whatever I needed to get erased off of there, Daniel. But back to the point is we thank you for your time, and we're so excited for what's next. We have some amazing topics. We'll get more vulnerable and get get to do some more meat and potatoes in the near future. So keep tuning in. Yeah, with that said, get up, pull up your Sphinx, put on your bra or not, and take back your power. We did, and you can too. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. We are not licensed healthcare professionals of any kind. This audio should not replace nor substitute the advice of any healthcare professional.